What is up guys? It is Quinn here. And in this video, we're going to be running through my start sits at the quarterback position. So breaking down every single week five matchup, talking about every single starting quarterback, and then listing them as a start or a sit, and then kind of a new wrinkle to this week's start sits. We're also going to be adding like a fringe category. So this is basically like they're startable, but they're definitely more on the edge, like a player you're not overly confident to throw into your lineup, but I would still consider them startable. So just kind of like a low end start. I guess like designation. While you guys are watching, if you do enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. It really does help me out a ton. And if you guys have any fantasy questions, you can drop those down below and I'll be getting back to every single person. But let's jump into the Thursday night game. We have the Colts taking on the Denver Broncos. For the Colts here, I feel like it's pretty clear. We just cannot be trusting Matt Ryan in our lineups. On the other side with the Broncos, I have Russell Wilson here listed in the fringe category. He's coming off of his best fantasy game of the year. Uh, 27 and a half points accounted for three total touchdowns, two through the air, one on the ground. Maybe we're seeing this passing attack kind of turn a corner here. You know, there are obviously still some flaws. The run game wasn't good. We had mistakes from both uh, Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone. So there are definitely still some issues here. They obviously didn't win the game, but at least we're seeing Russ start to produce. I still think he's going to be someone who's, you know, a solid start rest of season. But right now we're going to need a little bit more consistency before he can be like a, you know, locked in top 10 quarterback. So right now I feel like we can't view him as anything more than a back end QB one, but someone who I do think is startable, but more of like a uh, lesser option at the quarterback position. Then moving over to the London game, we have the Giants taking on the Packers. And for the Giants, Daniel Jones has actually done some pretty nice things so far this season, had two rushing and touchdowns against the Bears, but we just got to look at the situation around him. The wide receiver group is not great. They've had injuries there. We've got guys like Kadarius Toney, Wondell Robinson banged up. Maybe those guys play, but like Kadarius Toney wasn't even getting any playing time when he was healthy. So just not a great situation here for Daniel Jones, and he is going to be a sit. And then for the Packers, we've got Aaron Rodgers here on the fringe. I think Aaron Rodgers is basically like the perfect example of a fringe starting option, especially the quarterback position. Over the last three weeks, he has scored between 16 and 17 fantasy points. So he's not giving you a crazy ceiling. He's giving you consistent production, you know, after that terrible week one game. But we just got to look at this offense. You know, they're middle of the pack in terms of pass attempts, middle of the pack in terms of passing yards per game. You look at the weapons, limited wide receivers, limited tight ends. It's just not a great overall, you know, like skill position offense, obviously excluding the running backs, but that's not necessarily going to help Aaron Rodgers. So he's someone who's, you know, maybe a top 12 guy, but probably more QB 13, QB 14, somewhere in there. The next matchup, we have the Steelers taking on the Bills. For the Steelers, it looks like they're going to be going with Kenny Pickett. I like that for fantasy, just get a little bit of a shakeup in here. It may not work with Pickett, but it definitely wasn't working with Trubisky. So excited to at least see like a, you know, a new guy in there. Obviously we saw him for a half in uh, week four, but he's definitely going to be a sit. We can't be trusting him this early on, especially against the Bills. For the Bills, Josh Allen locked in high-end QB1 and auto start every single week. That leads us into the Chargers taking on the Browns. For the Chargers, Justin Herbert is another guy you just keep on firing into your lineup. Hopefully we're getting Keenan Allen back this week. That would definitely uh, help Justin Herbert, but he's missed the last, what, like three games? So not exactly holding my breath there, but it definitely would be a little bit of a boost to Justin Herbert. On the other side with the Browns, Brissett has done a decent job of supporting some of these weapons. 
you know, guys like Amari Cooper, he's had two massive games. Njoku's been really strong the last two weeks, but fantasy-wise, as a starting option, not someone I want in my lineup. We've got the Texans taking on the Jaguars. For the Texans, Davis Mills is just not going to be getting it done for fantasy. He's a pretty clear sit. On the other side with the Jaguars, I know Trevor Lawrence is coming off of a five turnover game. Definitely brutal. I do have him here in the fringe category. I'm expecting Trevor to bounce back. I don't think this is like a, you know, the first three games were a fluke. He's a bad quarterback. I think he's still going to be improving. I think he's a decent option this week. It's probably like a high-end QB2. This is a solid matchup against the Texans. It's definitely not like the uh, Eagles defense that he played against last Sunday. So I think Lawrence is like a solid high-end QB2 play. We've got a divisional matchup between the Bears and the Vikings. For the Bears, Justin Fields continues to be unstartable. They're just not really like handing over the reins to him. They're not letting him go out, win or lose games. So he is going to be a sit. For the Vikings, Kirk Cousins falls into this fringe category, hasn't had any crazy games. He's going to be a guy who, you know, has a decent floor and it's just going to be giving you, you know, 16, 17, 18 points on a week to week basis, surrounded by solid weapons, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, you got Dalvin Cook in there. So, you know, Kirk is in the same spot as he's in every single season. That leads us into the Lions taking on the Patriots. And I've got Jared Goff as a start. I think I listed him as a start last week, and then as we were getting closer to uh, Sunday, we were hearing Amon Ra's out, Swift is out, then we heard Chark is out. At that point, I was like, I was backing out of it. I was not throwing him into any lineups. I thought he should be a sit. And then he just goes out and drops a 33 bomb uh, with no Amon Ra, no DeAndre Swift. I think when we're looking at the quarterback position and just the production through four weeks, he probably has to be the biggest surprise. I mean, right now he is sitting as the quarterback five in points per game. This isn't going to be an easy matchup against the Patriots, but if he does get Amon Ra back, I think he's probably a locked in top 10 play. He's definitely less appealing if Amon Ra is out. I know he balled out without him last week, but definitely a key factor in this offense. So I'd say if Amon Ra is playing, he's a start. If Amon Ra is out, then he's probably playable as like a you know, high to mid-end QB2, but would definitely fall more in the fringe category if Amon Ra is not playing. For the Patriots, we can't be rolling with Bailey Zappi. You know, he made a few decent throws, kind of kept them in that ball game, but I think it's clear they're not going to really like hand him over the entire offense. Even though it's a fantastic matchup against the Lions, he's not someone I'm looking to start, which is kind of saying something because this Lions uh, defense just gets shredded every single week. The man who just shredded that Lions defense, Geno Smith, his Seattle Seahawks are going up against the New Orleans Saints. And I have Geno Smith here on the fringe. We've seen a clear distinction between the Seahawks in the first two games and then these past two games. The first two weeks, they were a very slow-paced offense. They ran 55 and then 49 offensive snaps week one and week two. The past two weeks, Pete Carroll came out. He said they're going to be more fast-paced, running more plays. Didn't necessarily believe him because historically his teams have kind of been like this slow, grinded out style of offense. They did up the tempo, 71 and then 70 offensive snaps the past two weeks. On the season, Geno Smith is the quarterback 10 in points per game, probably the second biggest surprise um, behind Jared Goff, at least like positive surprise, like outperforming expectations. In those past two games where they upped the tempo, Geno Smith has back-to-back games with 320 passing yards and then at least two total touchdowns. This is a tougher matchup against the Saints. Like I said, he's coming off of that win against the Lions. Defenses are definitely not comparable, 
but I do think he should still be playable as a higher-end QB2 with this new kind of system, this new up-tempo offense. They're getting Metcalf involved. They're getting Lockett involved. They're really relying on the strengths of their offense. So I think those guys can kind of carry Geno. And I mean, hey, he's carrying the offense a little bit himself. He's definitely outperformed expectations so far. The next matchup is between the Dolphins and the Jets. And this is going to be two sits for me here. Teddy Bridgewater, I know he's going to have the weapons around him. And he could kind of fall into a game where, you know, maybe he's throwing for like 200 something passing yards. He could go out, you know, hit Tyree Kill on a 10 yard slant and then Hill takes it to the house. Waddle does something similar. I think he can fall into one of those games, but he definitely is not someone I'd be starting in your normal like 10, 12 team leagues. Zach Wilson had a really interesting performance last Sunday, was not looking good at the beginning. He did have the uh, touchdown catch. But then he just kind of like clutches up in the fourth quarter, leads them back. I think he led two touchdown drives there. So, you know, something interesting in terms of these other Jets options. But at this point for fantasy, he's not someone who is startable. We've got a divisional game between the Falcons and the Buccaneers. For the Falcons, I've been talking about Mariota as like a potential streaming option. I like the rushing upside. After week one, I mean, the rushing really just kind of fell off. This Falcons offense is very grossly run. I'll be getting more into it in the uh, Kyle Pitts section in the tight end start set. Kind of uh, alluded to that yesterday also, but just not a great situation here for the quarterbacks or the pass catchers. So he is going to be a sit, also a tough matchup against the Bucs. I know they just got cooked by the Chiefs, but first three weeks, they did look pretty solid. For the Bucs, I think Tom Brady is a locked in start. He finally has his weapons back. Julio and Gage are still going to be banged up, but the two guys he really needs, Evans and Godwin, those guys are in the lineup. They got Donovan Smith back on the offensive line. That's also going to help. So Brady is going to be a locked-in start for me. Then we have the Titans taking on the Commanders, and I'm going to be sitting both of these guys. Ryan Tannehill just doesn't really have a ceiling, doesn't really have a floor at the quarterback position this season. Carson Wentz is someone who came out really hot, you know, balled out through two weeks, really underperformed the last two weeks, definitely came back down to earth. He's going to be a sit. If you wanted to make the argument that he should be a fringe option, I wouldn't push back too hard, but it also looks like Jahan Dotson is going to be uh, missing like one to two weeks, so he is kind of hurt there in the weapons department, someone who's been a really strong red zone option for him, so that's definitely a loss for Carson Wentz. Another game with no starts, we have the uh, 49ers taking on the Panthers. Jimmy G just not getting it done. He's going to have his playmakers, you know, kind of carry him at some aspects. You see Debo Samuel take like a six-yard pass, like 50-something yards all the way to the house. He's got Brandon Ayuk there. He's got George Kittle, but fantasy-wise, just not relevant in my opinion. And then uh, Baker Mayfield here with the Panthers. I mean, he's been terrible in just normal matchups. Now he has to go up against the 49ers defense that just shut down Matthew Stafford, shut down the Rams, this could be a really, really gross game here for Baker Mayfield. I mean, like this really could be disgusting. I can't really find other words for it, but it could just be bad. And I talked about DJ Moore as a uh, fringe start. After looking more and more into this, I feel like it's best that DJ Moore is on the bench. I do think this is going to be a game where the Panthers could be getting close to kind of shut out here. If they continue to play the way they have offensively and the 49ers continue to play the way they have on defense, Finally, getting into some better matchups. We have the Eagles taking on the Cardinals. I think Jalen Hurts is a locked-in high-end QB1, obviously a start. For the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, locked-in mid-tier quarterback one. He hasn't exactly had the ceiling I thought he would have, 
but I think that'll come when DeAndre Hopkins comes back. He's still putting up solid numbers, and I feel like this offense really hasn't hit its stride. So I guess that's probably uh, you know something to look forward to. We have the Cowboys taking on the Rams. And for the Cowboys, I have two different, I guess, situations here. So if Dak Prescott returns, it seems like it's possible he could play here in week five. He would be a fringe start, tough defensive matchup, first game back, kind of wait and see what we have out of Dak. If Dak is out, we're going to be sitting Cooper Rush. He's racking up the wins, but fantasy-wise, not someone I want to be starting. For the Rams, Matthew Stafford has got to be a sit. Honestly, coming into the season, I felt like the quarterback position was really, really strong. I feel like we had like at least 12 guys that you felt very confident starting. It seems like all those elite dudes have hit. You know, you had Josh Allen, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Kyler's been solid, Herbert. Like all of those dudes have kind of lived up to expectations or at least come close. Some of them overachieving. I don't know if I said Lamar, but he probably would be at the top of that list. A lot of these uh, pocket passers have really kind of fallen flat. Brady had a rough start, but understandable. Stafford's been bad. Kirk Cousins is supposed to be super safe, and he's been safe, I guess, but still, you know, underperformed a little bit. Dak Prescott got hurt. So the back end of the quarterback position has definitely kind of fallen off, but Stafford is definitely unstartable at this point, averaging 10.9 points per game. The offensive line looks terrible. It's a two-man show offensively with Cooper Cup and then Tyler Higbee. If your offense is a two-man show and Tyler Higbee is the number two option, you have got problems. They have not been able to unlock Allen Robinson. And then on top of all of that, you just have a brutal matchup here against the Cowboys. I don't believe they've let a team put up 20 or more points against them. Pretty sure that's true. And so just a solid defense overall, a very good defense going up against an offense that's struggling. We cannot be starting Matthew Stafford. Back to a solid matchup here between the Bengals and the Ravens firing up Joe Burrow, and we're obviously firing up Lamar Jackson as a very, very high-end QB1. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, Raiders taking on the Chiefs. For the Raiders, I think Derek Carr is a fringe option. Another offense that I don't think has necessarily found their groove. They did have a nice win against the Broncos, but I still feel like they haven't uh, exactly been unlocked as a unit yet. So I think Carr is going to fall somewhere in that you know back-end QB1 range, high-end QB2 area. And then for the Chiefs, we're obviously firing up Patrick Mahomes coming off of just absolutely carving up the Bucks defense that had been really strong up until that point. So those are my quarterback start sits. If you guys do have any questions, drop those down below. If you did enjoy the video, please do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I promise it does help me out a ton, but thank you for stopping by. If you haven't checked out the uh, tight end start sit, go check that one out. But thank you, and I will see you guys in the next one.